Hey, it's Big Joe for your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, Absolute Comfort. Chris Wedekin is the owner, and he tells us why many homeowners are giving up their air conditioners for a high-efficiency heat pump. By removing your air conditioner and replacing it with a heat pump, you are not only saving by getting a higher-efficiency air conditioner, the heat pump works in reverse and saves you money in the wintertime as well. See if a heat pump is the right move for you by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. This situation absolutely requires a really futile and stupid gesture be done on somebody's part. We're just the guys to do it. Hammer and Nigel on 93 WIBC. Hello, my name is Nigel. Jason Hammer's right over there with a special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. He is the Rapid Response Director for the RNC. Tommy Piggott joins us. Tommy, we got a number of places we can begin here. Uh, let's start with the jobs report. We haven't talked about that yet. Uh, the jobs report came out earlier today. What do we need to know here? Because I see the Biden administration doing a victory lap on this thing. What's really going on with the jobs report? Well, they're doing a victory lap while Americans are getting poor. Uh, This jobs report marks 21 straight months of wages being negative, going down, following Biden passing that $1.9 trillion disaster that he passed early in his presidency. Inflation has really been destroying wages and really making Americans poorer across the board. And this report showed that. This report actually showed wage growth slowing even more. So while inflation remains high, Wages are slowing, which means bad news for Americans worker, American workers. Now, the headline that we're going to see put out there from the administration is that the jobs report beat expectations. It added 223,000 non-farm payroll jobs. The unemployment rate ticked down to 3.5%. But it seems like the real issues here are the participation rate and the wages versus inflation. Is that correct? Well, that's exactly right. And I think first on the jobs numbers, who he has to thank for any job creation that we're seeing are Republican governors. Let's not you know, confuse the issue here where job creation is. Job creation is in Republican-led states. That's why people are fleeing blue states towards red states and close to record numbers. So Joe Biden to go out there and tout any job creation number is ironic given the fact that he's attacking governors that are actually creating these jobs. But then when it comes to the actual issues that Americans say are really hurting them in the pocketbook, it, are, it is those prices that you mentioned. And what we're seeing right now, again, is that wages are slowing as prices remain absurdly high. Inflation remains absurdly high. And unfortunately, Biden is unwilling to actually take steps to address inflation, like unleashing American energy, like stopping the waste exactly. of spending. So that's really what matters here. He could. He, there's stuff that he could do in terms of supply side policies that would... We talk about increased production to meet demand, and and you hit the nail on the head. There, he's he's not doing those things in terms of supply side policies that could maybe be help us out with a soft landing on you know when we're talking about a recession. He's really not, and the fact is that he's actually the only thing that he has done that maybe has contributed to a short-term decline in gas prices is releasing oil from our reserve, which in the long run is only going to hurt our national security because we're left without a reserve. But basically, that doesn't affect the fact that now we have gas prices going up again. We have heating oil going up something like 28%. We have energy across the board skyrocketing. Diesel has remained high throughout his presidency, which is the fuel that really 
fuels the economy in terms of transporting large amounts of goods across the country. Diesel is that fuel. So he's not doing what he needs to do and what he could be doing. And I think a good example is back in uh, 2008 when prices were high under uh, George W. Bush. Uh, George W. Bush came out and said, we're going to unleash American energy. We're going to increase domestic oil production. And within a matter of six months, we saw oil prices decline by close to half. Uh, so really, Biden could go out there and say we're going to unleash American energy. And because it's a futures market, that would have a close to instantaneous impact on predictions, on expectations. But he's refusing to do it because he cares more about the far left than he actually cares about American pocketbooks. Yeah, it's a hard sell to see Joe Biden go up there and tell everybody how great the economy is when my wife just tells me yesterday, did you know eggs are seven damn dollars right now? Ridiculous. The cost of groceries yeah. and things like that. Um, Tommy Piggott is our guest. He's the RNC Rapid Response Director. Let's turn our attention to the border. Now, yesterday, Joe Biden had a little speech at the White House about the border. This was his opportunity to take control of it. He could have done a lot of things. He could have fired Mayorkas. But instead, we got an app that the illegals are supposed to use to help them better get into the country. They can download an app, Tommy. Take me through what we learned yesterday. Well, basically, what Biden has done is he's turned immigration law enforcement into a travel agency. Basically, an agency that gives tickets to illegal immigrants to enter this country. That's basically what he's done. And then he acts surprised when people show up at the border. Newsflash to Joe Biden, when you have an open borders policy, people are going to show up to it. Uh, And he has the audacity to blame Republicans for the border crisis that he created. Uh, So really, it's kind of a doubling down here of the open borders policies that created this mess in the first place. Uh, We saw no solutions, only a blame game continuing from him. Uh, And it really is ironic, the fact that he's saying this is a this is a, a, you know, a crisis that's existed for decades when he has increased the severity of the crisis exponentially. We've seen more legal immigrants escaping into this country, more legal immigrants arriving at the border than we've ever seen in history. Uh, So it's just more of the same from Joe Biden of opening this border and refusing to take responsibility for his actions. I think my favorite part yesterday, and Nige, you and I talked about this, he blamed the Republicans for what's happening at the border. Now, Tommy, I'm old enough to remember that when Joe Biden was sworn in, the situation at the border was nowhere near as dire as it is right now. Yeah, I was taking a look at the border encounter numbers just to see, you know, uh, remind myself of the severity of the crisis or the encounters that were arriving before Joe Biden took office. Uh, you know, there are those monthly encounters. And for about 21 months now, we've had encounters under Joe Biden above 150,000, uh, which is just astonishing numbers. Most of those months are actually above 200,000. But I went back and looked. I went back and looked 15 years. And there's zero months where encounters reached 150,000 in the 15 years before Joe Biden took office. So basically, he goes for 15 years with zero months of encounters above 150,000. And now we've had 21 months in a row with encounters above 150,000. That's not inheriting a mess. You can't blame that on Republicans. That's Joe Biden creating a mess. And there's no other way to look at it, even with a cursory view of the facts. It's clear that Joe Biden's to blame for this. And also, just a quick note, illegal immigrants arriving at the border say they're coming because of Joe Biden's policies. They say that openly when they're interviewed. So there's, there's no hiding this. It's not a secret. Uh, Tommy, we played a clip earlier, we played several clips talking about January 6th, and uh, one of the clips was Kamala Harris comparing uh, the events of January 6th to uh, 9-11. 
and it just it, it makes me sick when I when I hear stuff like that. Um, just your kind of thirty thousand foot perspective on the the second annual second anniversary of January six and how the Democrats are 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 using using that and treating that and, and and the comparisons the ridiculous comparisons they've they've made to a couple of hundred knuckleheads uh, breaking into the Capitol. Well, I think a few things. First is that anyone that broke the law, anyone that committed acts of violence, including the person that left a pipe bomb outside the RNC, needs to be brought to justice. That's a basic element that we we all can agree on. But I think the second part of this is when you look at what Joe Biden, what Kamala Harris are doing, is they decide instead of uniting the country that they want to divide the country even further. They want to use anything for political expediency. I think one of the perfect examples of this is Hakeem Jeffries, the Democrat that every House Democrat has voted for for speaker the past few days here is an election denier. But for some reason, they don't care about that. They only care about political gain. They only care about politics. And they're not they're willing to level any amount of smears against their opponents. They're willing to target concerned parents and call them terrorists if they're concerned about what's happening on, in their schools. There's really no low they won't go to in terms of trying to preserve political power. So instead of uniting this country, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have been dedicated in dividing this country. And it's one of Joe Biden's main broken promises compared to what he campaigned on. Tommy, last thing here before we let you go. Again, Tommy Pickett of the RNC is our guest. Uh, you mentioned the House Speaker votes for Hakeem Jeffries just a moment ago. The House has taken a little break. They are adjourned until 10 p.m. tonight. Then they will come back and continue the vote to try to find the Speaker of the House. Uh, what have you seen so far from what's happening in Washington, D.C.? What are your thoughts? Well, my thought is that we need to come together and we need to hold Joe Biden accountable. I mean, there's not really a second to spare here in terms of the board is a perfect example. The moment we get these gavels in hand, we can start the process of looking at Secretary Mayorkas, for example, and see if he's actually done his job, which I say he hasn't, and see if there's a case there for impeachment. I mean, that, that's an extremely important level uh, lever that Republicans can have in terms of exerting influence and stopping this border crisis. So we got to come together, I think, based off of reporting. McCarthy seems to have the votes, or at least he's saying he has the votes now uh, for when there's a vote later tonight for speaker. We'll see if that's the case. But ultimately, Republicans got to come together. The stakes are too high, and we have to start holding Joe Biden accountable for the sake of the American people. Is it a bad thing, though, that this delay has taken place? Because I would argue that what you're seeing right now actually it's kind of healthy. You're seeing some debate. Yes, you're seeing a little bit of infighting, but you're seeing debate. I think this is the way things are supposed to look instead of a bunch of sheep just falling in line after big donor meetings and back alley deals have been made. I think it's actually been kind of healthy. Yeah, the Republican Party is a big 10 party in terms of a lot of different people with a lot of different priorities that come together for the sake of this country and saying that we believe in the American people, not in government. And I think, you know, that sort of in internal debate is fine. Ultimately, we need to make sure our main uh, focus is on Joe Biden. So if this is a signal that we're going to have an extremely strong House caucus, that once we get this debate done, we're going to be laser focused on holding Joe Biden accountable and on delivering for the American people then I don't think there's a problem. But we have to make sure that we come together. We have to make sure we unite, and we have to make sure we stay more focused on Joe Biden than on uh, Republicans, because we have a lot more in common with uh, fellow Republicans than we have with Democrats right now that are trying to abuse power in almost every single possible way conceivable. He is the Rapid Response Director for the RNC, Tommy Pigott. Tommy, as always, we appreciate your time. Hey, thanks for having me. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.